The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It's so great having you with us today. I'm your host, Nalini Varinas, and you're listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and visit my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. With us today to talk about service as a lifestyle is our distinguished guest, Terry Guiling. I'm excited to introduce him to you. Terry Guiling is a Navy man through and through. The University of Illinois graduates' years of service aboard the submarine USS Bluegill and the USS Remora took him to places all over the Pacific, from Australia to the Tonkin Gulf to the South China Sea to Japan and the Bering Straits. Terry continued to support the military honorably even after leaving active duty as the commanding officer of a U.S. Naval Reserve Unit and as a military intelligence manager with IBM in Hawaii. But one of Terry's most important missions began when he took the post of president and CEO of the American Gold Star Manor, a senior retirement facility for mothers who have lost children in the line of duty and for U.S. veterans. Terry brings the value of strong leadership and compassion to his position helping create a place where residents are supported and cared for daily. Of course, Terry would never let his day job interrupt his service. He is also a founding board member of the Jonas Project, which helps turn veteran entrepreneurs into high-impact business leaders. He is a past president of the Rotary Club of Long Beach, who continues to take on international missions to serve at-risk populations. He's on the local board of St. Mary Medical Center and the Apartment Association, and he's vice president of the foundation that raised all the funds required to bring a much-needed Fisher House to the grounds of the Long Beach Veterans Hospital. When Terry took his first assignment as a young man aboard a submarine in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, he knew he was about to embark on a mission of courage, duty, and honor. His mission, forever grounded in his dedication to duty, continues to this day as a visionary business and community leader, philanthropist, family man, and proud veteran. Welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad to be here. Okay, very good, very good. Yes, yeah, so... Um, Currently, you are the CEO and president of the American Gold Star Manor, 
which is based in Long Beach. And um, it has a very colorful history. Can you give us the background behind the um, American Gold Star Manor? I can. The, the United States Navy had a very large installation here in Long Beach during the Second World War. It was a home base for many, many ships and also a major shipyard facility, which meant, of course, there was large requirements for housing. All of the sailors, their families, the shipyard workers, and all, all the people who worked in that environment. So the Navy took over property going inland from the port and built hundreds and hundreds of temporary barracks for the housing. There were so many there, they actually even put in a very short mini freeway to go from the housing facilities to uh, the base so that the residents wouldn't have to go through stop and go of the traffic. At the end of the war, if the government doesn't need that property, then they have to turn it back. Uh, so much of that land was dedicated. There's now a new high school, and there's new a police station, there's a new park. And a major portion of that property with the temporary buildings was turned over to the American Gold Star Mothers Organization, which, as you said, were women that lost sons or daughters in the military. The issue was, of course, those that large property uh, these families were trying to, to raise uh, youngsters and manage mm -hmm. the property at the same time. So the court stepped in and created a not-for-profit corporation that would mm -hmm. own that property and manage it for the benefit of the mothers. And, and that's what I do now. I'm head of that organization. The issue that mm -hmm. arose over time was by 1975, which if you do the math, is 30 years after the end of the Second World War, 1945, mm -hmm. temporary barracks were still there, and mm -hmm. they were becoming quite run down. So the corporation uh, turned to HUD, got mm -hmm. a grant of money and a loan, mm -hmm. tore down the old buildings, and put up new modern structures for the housing of the mothers. Mm -hmm. And now... It's about 40 years later, and uh, mm -hmm. all of those buildings are in need of repair. So it's had a, a colorful history. Yes, definitely. And um, also, over the time, the needs have changed, too, for um, people who have been involved with the military. The needs have changed in terms of housing. So tell us a little bit also about how you see the um, the role of the manor um, in its being able to provide housing for the different military populations. Yeah, that, that, that was a classic uh, case of unintended consequences. When mm -hmm. went to HUD, they got the money, they tore mm -hmm. down the buildings, they put up the new structures, but since HUD was providing the money, they imposed some of their regulations on it, said it has to be a, a senior facility, which mm -hmm. would mean 62 or older, and mm -hmm. affordable, so it would be for people with low incomes. Well, if you do the math, after a number of years, mm -hmm. all of Vietnam moms uh, were growing old and going into nursing homes or dying off. Mm -hmm. All of the, the Iraq and Afghan moms uh, mm -hmm. were well below the 62 age level. So mm -hmm. you, had, you, you couldn't bring in enough Gold Star mothers to keep the place full and to cover mm -hmm. all the expenses. Mm -hmm. That's just about the time uh, I took over and was asked to um, to take the helm. 
Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was close the waiting list, uh, check with the lawyers, and what we did was if I cannot fill a vacancy with a Gold Star mother, I bring mm-hmm. in a senior U.S. veteran. Mm-hmm. We are now to the point where about 40% of all of our units are filled with veterans, mm-hmm. and that will continue to grow until, of course, the, Vietnam, the Afghan and Iraqi moms start getting mm-hmm. older, and it'll mm-hmm. balance out to where we have a mixture of both the mothers and the veterans, and we'll also be getting more female veterans, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll have a good balance as time goes along. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, uh, and it was very proactive of you to be able to realize that there was another need that you could be serving, and you took the steps to make sure that that could happen, um, using the facilities there pretty wisely, I would say. Can you describe uh, what is available to the residents there at the manor? I, um, I took a tour of it and was really quite impressed with what was available to the, to the, peop- the residents there. Well, I did get a college education now, but it certainly mm-hmm. wasn't in anything that involved this. So in the, in the time <laughs> that I've been here, I can mm-hmm. say I've gotten a master's degree in what, it like, what it's like to get old. <laughs> and what I have found is that senior people like that need to be kept busy both physically as well as mentally and mm-hmm. socially. So I've instituted a number of problems to address, uh, projects to address all of those. Uh, To address their physical needs, we have an exercise gym that we set up. We Mm -hmm. have game rooms. We -hmm. have low-impact exercise classes. Uh, We bring bring someone in to do line dancing. And (laughs) it's so interesting to watch them when they're they're out there, you know, doing the line dancing. (laughs) To keep them busy mentally... Uh, I took one of the game rooms and set it up as a computer lab. So we now have high-speed Internet on a whole room full of computers. I got the students from the local college to come over, and they conduct seminars. And it's, it's pretty basic stuff, but now the seniors learn how to get on the Internet, and they learn how to use the email. So they're able now to to swap emails back and forth with their grandchildren, no matter where they are, anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, To meet their social needs, we have a number of different clubs and organizations that are set up, and Mm -hmm. I fostered a volunteer group Mm -hmm. that helps to serve each other. Mm -hmm. So the the Veterans Club, for an example, uh, Mm -hmm. they've taken over the Friday night bingo games. They've taken over uh, scheduling buses to go to the the local uh, parks and uh, and also even to uh, the Indian casinos, which is a very popular thing. We've (laughs) created a choir that a number of them, they're quite musical. We have the groups from the local high school come, their symphony band and their choral group. We are now Mm -hmm. to the point where the seniors, once the kids are through, they give the concert back from our own choir. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is trying to help them with a, a fuller life and, mm-hmm. and keep them very busy in their later years. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And there, they all, there's a swimming pool. There's also a garden uh, that they can, uh, where they can grow their own vegetables if, or flowers even if they like. And it's a very active, active place. It um, is. And there, yeah, we, um, you when we set up the s- gardens, uh, they're yes. small plots, and each of mm-hmm. them is able to, uh, 
to till it, and they help, they help each other out. And mm-hmm. one will do the digging, one does the planting. And I mm-hmm. told them they could grow anything they want mm-hmm. as long as it was legal. Mm-hmm. And then we don't really <laughs> check too close on that. But you see a lot of interesting, because uh, mm-hmm. many have international backgrounds, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting fruits and vegetables that you might not normally see in the market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. And I know out, you're out in the um, out lobbying for uh, support from the community, too. And I'd like to, to visit that um, idea that, um, that it's, you're actually out there promoting the needs of the manor to the different businesses. And uh, one of them you mentioned was Home Depot that was kind enough to help Relandscape the pool area. Can you talk about how that how that happened? Home Depot is a very interesting company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very generous with their time and mm-hmm. with their money. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them uh, and asked for some help. Our first project was uh, in the community center. We have the coffee and the newspapers in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. people gather. And uh, unofficially, that's where I go to, to get all the gossip of what's going on in the community. <laughs> okay, I spoke very to Home good. Depot. They have uh, mm-hmm. they issued a grant for mm-hmm. about thirteen thousand dollars and put out a call to their volunteers. Mm-hmm. So we had upwards of fifty people come in and spend the day painting and repairing and mm-hmm. upgrading. Uh, they worked all day, and of course, the Veterans Club made sure that they had coffee and donuts and juice first thing <laughs> in the morning, and then cooked hamburgers and, and barbecue for them at lunch. What a happy project! Uh, let's um, we'll revisit that. There's more to come, and okay. um, we will be taking a break, and we will be returning. And please stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and Powerful Conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. 
Drop us a line via email to nalinya at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to your why. Welcome back. I'm your host, Nalini Varinas, and we're speaking with Terry Geiling, a very distinguished leader in the Long Beach area and uh, in other areas of the country, too. So when we last um, left you, we were talking about the resources that the manor needs and uh, Terry's ability to be able to get out in the community and actually broker and make um, effective the collaboration between business and the retirement home. And we were leaving off with the renovation of the pool area and how Home Depot was very instrumental and critical in that. So, Terry, there were other companies also that you were able to bring in to help support the manor? Yes, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm-hmm. Matson Steamship Lines is right mm-hmm. here, uh, operates from the Port of Long Beach, mm-hmm. and it so happened I, I know some of the people that are involved there. And mm-hmm. we had a, a 9-11 Remembrance uh, Patriots Day program that we put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matson was very helpful in providing a lot of the material and support to put that on. St. Mm-hmm. Mary Hospital came in and was mm-hmm. able to, uh, to set up booths and, and give us volunteers. The mm-hmm. fire department came in with their portable barbecue and cooked hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> for all the guests. So it's, it really is reaching out to the entire community. Mm-hmm. That works two ways, though, Nell. Mm-hmm. And not only do we get outside groups to come in and, mm-hmm. and help out, we go in the opposite direction as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've got such a large facility, we make that available to a lot of the military or veteran-oriented groups. Mm-hmm. The Gold Star Mothers now have many of their meetings here, the Blue Star mm-hmm. Mothers of America, which are families that have uh, people on active duty that have not been killed, mm-hmm. uh, the Vietnam Veterans Organization, even even the Purple Heart Society comes mm-hmm. here and uses our facility mm-hmm. for their meetings. And, mm-hmm. of course, they then start helping each other. So it's, it's a classic case of giving and getting, and both sides benefit. It's win-win all the way around. Fantastic. Now, something that crosses my mind is, here you are, you're a person who's deeply involved in your community, and you use your resources and your personality, your connections to be able to benefit others. What is it that motivates you to, and you're so involved in all of it, in every aspect, what is it that has motivated you to take on these roles and benefit so many people in, like you say, both directions? That's, that's an interesting question. Uh, you mm-hmm. asked me that a day or so ago, mm-hmm. and I never had even thought about it. It's just what I do. So mm-hmm. I did spend some time thinking a little bit, and I grew up uh, in the Midwest in mm-hmm. very moderate surroundings. Uh, we didn't realize we were poor because it, you know, nobody ever said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a, a very tight community, Mm-hmm. And my grandparents and most of my aunts and uncles were all immigrants, and mm-hmm. we all lived fairly closely together, but we all stuck together. 
Mm-hmm. We all helped each other out, and mm-hmm. everyone shared whatever they had. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to go to college. None of my family had ever gone to college, and my dad said he would be born happy to support that concept, mm-hmm. but he couldn't support me. And you mm-hmm. want to go to college, you're going to have to figure out how to do it on your own. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I was able to get a, a small scholarship from the Navy that mm-hmm. helped pay for my tuition and books, and the rest of it was waiting tables and dorms and washing dishes and things of that type. Mm-hmm. And graduating then, I got a commission at the same time and mm-hmm. went right into active duty. And, mm-hmm. of course, that's when I was spent all the time on the submarines, and we were stationed in Hawaii. When I got off of active duty, I stayed there. We both enjoyed being in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I got a job working for uh, Dole, the pineapple company, and lived on a small island in the Hawaiian chain growing pineapple. Mm -hmm. That whole community was almost entirely Filipinos that were the the field laborers, Mm -hmm. and they too, they didn't have a whole lot of money, but they were very, very close. They helped Mm -hmm. each other out, and they shared. Those two experiences went a long way, I think, in in forming who I was and when I came out. Mm -hmm. The combination of that plus the training that I got in the Navy Mm -hmm. and was picked up by IBM and spent many years with IBM and was promoted and moved up to a a senior executive position there Mm -hmm. made a very interesting combination because Mm -hmm. now I understood what it meant to give back and I understood Mm -hmm. what it meant to share and for everybody to work together. And at the same time, I've had the professional personnel training and business management from the mm-hmm. Navy and IBM to put all of that together. And now I personally am in a very enviable position. Mm-hmm. I've got a good wife of 52 years. A Congratulations. Family with uh, three very active grandchildren, a mm-hmm. good job, good health, and good friends. And I'm able to use what time, what talent, and whatever treasure I have now to be in a position that I can give back. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> What a model story that is, and to have the experiences of giving and sharing and how much better everyone can be in the group um, is uh, exemplified through your life experiences. I just sense that very strongly. And so many of us, even though we may not have had the fortune of being growing up in a supportive environment, um, is there a way that people that you think people can create that for themselves, if, even if they it's not readily available in their in their uh, among their family or in their or their friends? Is that something that individuals can create for themselves a synergism of sorts? I, I would say you know, when uh, when I left IBM uh, retirement, mm-hmm. I started my own business. And I was drawn back to Long Beach mm-hmm. because I'd had very positive experiences when I first came there in mm-hmm. the Navy. But now I'm coming back to Long Beach many years later, and mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know mm-hmm. anyone in the business community. I didn't know anyone in the, the, the social community, the neighborhoods, and mm-hmm. trying to start a business with very few contacts. Uh, so there wasn't there wasn't a support group to be able to to lean on. Mm-hmm. 
So I turned to reaching out myself, whether it was getting involved in the Chamber of Commerce, whether mm-hmm. it was getting involved in Rotary International. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to make the effort to get out and do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the time I left IBM, the economy at that time was very similar to what it is now, kind of in the tank. And I couldn't get another job. They were pushing people out the door. The only one I could find that would hire me was me. So I said, that's, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. So I created the company and started literally from scratch and going door to door and making phone calls. So I guess the, the old saw is pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. But you, you have to make the effort to reach out. And if you do that, and people get to know you, they get to trust you, they get to depend on you, then you'll get back many more times than what you've contributed. Right. So you, you uh, put yourself out there and made the connections yourself and created your environment through your own resources and experiences that you build up. That is a, a, a great model for people to follow. And um, being an effective member of the community, you it wasn't given to you. You actually built that. Can you comment a little bit about how you also then became involved with uh, the charitable organizations that you're now supporting? As you get to know more and more people, and mm-hmm. I would say Long Beach is very similar to many other areas, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a group that does get involved, and as you're helping someone... Uh, the question will come up with, Terry, we've got an organization uh, that we're trying to found. Could you help out? Mm-hmm. We've got a project that we're trying to get started. Uh, is there a way that you could be involved? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, uh, you're, you have to learn to say no sometimes because <laughs> there's, there is such a need for people who are able to and willing to give back. So I've gotten involved in, in a number of other projects here in the community that uh, every time I get involved in that, though, you meet new people, you see other areas that you can serve, and you find other people that can potentially help you. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And um, a person who is able to, who demonstrates that they're a doer, automatically, I think, draw others who recognize that and that you can help them uh, achieve their goals. And that's, that's been very apparent from the very beginning. You're a, a can-do person, and can-do people do automatically. They get um, kind of... It's uh, hard sometimes at the start because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just automatically turn around but mm-hmm. you just know that's the way things are done, and you mm-hmm. do it, and over time, it will pay off. Right, right, over time, with, uh, with, and having a good heart that people recognize. All right, we are uh, speaking with Terry Geiling, our guest today. We are going to be taking a break. Please stay with us. We'll be back on the other side of this break.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com, and now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are speaking with Terry Geiling, and in our last segment, we were talking about creating support groups for yourself and taking the initiative and the, and the action items on yourself to make things happen. And so we were talking about identifying problems first and also some of the organizations that Terry Geiling is involved with. So um, shall we start first with the Jonas Project? Can you tell us about the Jonas Project, how uh, in identifying an issue or a problem that needed a resolution, how you became involved? Jonas is, uh, was a lieutenant commander in the Navy when a Navy SEAL. His mm. group was uh, flying in a helicopter in Iraq and was shot down from the ground, went down, and all were killed. His mm. father is uh, the head of the... Chamber of Commerce in a local community here near Long Beach and is also a Rotarian I've known for some time. The loss for them was devastating. He and his wife had a very difficult time. Because I work with so many Gold Star mothers, I, I had some appreciation of what they were going through, so we were sitting and talking, and he said, Terry, how can I give back? How can I honor the, the memory of my son? And we walked through that. There are many organizations now that try to find jobs for the young vets coming back and give them job training. He said, no, Jonas would have wanted to do his own thing, not just work for somebody. There's, a, I'm sure, a lot of veterans that come back 
They want to start their own business. They want to start, run their own restaurant. They want to do their own thing. How can we help them? We put together the Jonas Project, and I was one of the founding board members of that. And it's just that how, if you don't have a support group, you don't know how to put together a business plan. You don't know how to create a financial plan or a marketing plan. How you, you don't even have any money. How can you, how can you make that happen? We have put together a group of mentors that typically people that were in the military or in the community that have those kinds of skills and want to be able to get, give back. And we've now formed a network of those uh, vets trying to get started in their own businesses and other people who have certain talents and skills to mm-hmm. act as mentors. It very quickly grew to now we have veteran businesses all over the United States. Mm-hmm. We have mentors in every part of the, of the business. We've won a number of awards and grants of money, and the program continues to grow. So it's, it's kind of almost a classic case of you've got a whole group of people who are mm-hmm. trying to do something but don't mm-hmm. have the support group or don't have the contacts, and mm-hmm. we act as an intermediary to put all of that together. And so the Jonas Project is, is alive and well. Is there a, are there particular stories that come to mind of, of veterans who did start their own business and who were benefiting from the Jonas Project that typically that is, sticks out as your, in your mind as something that's quite remarkable and significant? There is. There's mm-hmm. one of my, my good friends mm-hmm. uh, was also a submariner, was in an accident and mm-hmm. was crippled to the point there was some period of time he didn't think he would be able to walk. Mm-hmm. After many operations, he was finally, he still hobbles around a lot with a crutch, mm-hmm. but he's up and at him and, and he too wanted to start his own business, mm-hmm. wanted to open uh, a restaurant. And he said, Terry, I, I like being with people. I like preparing food and serving people, but I have no idea how to get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got him lined up with not only the Jonas Project, and mm-hmm. we got someone to help him raise the money. Mm-hmm. We got someone to help him build out the concept of what he had in mind for his restaurant. Mm-hmm. I got him hooked up with some people in, within Rotary who mm-hmm. run ex- existing restaurants, Mm-hmm. And even though at first thought what I'm, I'm doing is bringing in a competitor, it mm-hmm. that just doesn't work out that way because they all have different ways of approaching uh, that market. Mm-hmm. He now has his grand opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the business, they, they're starting to expand already and mm-hmm. looking at taking over the, the store right next to them to be able to expand. Mm-hmm. And he's doing quite well. He's hiring other people. And his mantra is, if I'm going to hire anyone from washing the dishes to preparing the food to serving it to running the back office, mm-hmm. they have to be a veteran. So he's mm-hmm. now able to help other vets uh, get started in their lives as well. And it's, it's returning way, way more than we have invested into it. Right. The, 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 pers- the gratification that you must receive for having been an enabler for this, this veteran, that is truly remarkable and very inspiring, too. I've got, I've got one more for you in a minute. Please, uh, please. Besides 
just all the, the veteran things of that. Uh, as a part of Rotary, we, we try to give back to different organizations. On two occasions now, I've been in contact with people that were trying to help children mm-hmm. uh, get started in poor rural communities. Mm-hmm. I set up uh, a group that we flew down into central Mexico in the, mm-hmm. the state of Colima, and mm-hmm. we brought with us books and bookshelves and laptop computers Mm-hmm. And we arranged for an old rickety school bus and mm-hmm. went around uh, to the to small, small rural schools mm-hmm. in uh, in Mexico mm-hmm. and set up libraries. The first time many of them had libraries in uh, in the school itself. We mm-hmm. set up the computers and satellite links so they could have access to outside resources. And we divided by grade level books. Mm-hmm. So that each of them could select one, put mm-hmm. their name in it, and actually take it home for most, mm-hmm. almost all of them. It was mm-hmm. the first time they'd ever had a book in their home. In oh. about, was well, three weeks now, I mm-hmm. will be leaving. This will be my sixth trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go down into the Sonora Desert. There's a, a group of us, and we mm-hmm. meet up with the, the local uh, Rotary Group in, in Mexico as well as the National Health Department, mm-hmm. pair up into teams and go out into small communities where the agricultural workers live mm-hmm. and administer oral polio vaccine to the children mm-hmm. so that they could avoid ever getting that terrible scourge that just cripples people. Mm-hmm. And we go into homes where there are no, there, there's no floor, it's just a dirt floor, the kitchen may be a lean-to outside the house, but they're mm-hmm. loving families, and they want to take care of their children. And so we tromp through the dust for hours at a time, helping mm-hmm. to, to vaccinate all of the young children. And I say that, for me, is food for the soul. Yes, absolutely. Making a difference in children's lives and giving them the ability to, and the, the joy of having their own book in their own home. That's, that's, that's remarkable. It, I know, it's uh, interesting. Uh, feedback on that. My, my two children are grown mm-hmm. and have their own families, but mm-hmm. we were sitting in the backyard not too long ago, mm-hmm. and my son, uh, the businessman himself, he said, Dad, why do you have such a dorky picture on your Facebook? <laughs> well, that picture is his dad holding a little two-year-old child and administering a drop of vaccine to mm-hmm. pr- keep them from getting polio. Mm-hmm. And I was taken aback, and his sister, God love her, <laughs> jumped in before she had a chance to say anything, and she said, Chuck, don't you understand? That's who our dad is. That made me really feel good. Yes, absolutely. I, and I know that the eradication of polio is a number one um, mission for uh, Rotary International, and you're deeply involved in that, as well as you are in bringing fresh water to communities that have no fresh water, uh, that are drinking contaminated water. Can you um, talk a little bit? No, so the Jonas Project and uh, no, uh, the, very, the international projects that Rotary is involved with, you are deeply involved in that, having also been a Rotary president um, and uh, demonstrating what a leader can do. Um, the impacts that you have all across the globe the ripple effects are just incredible. 
Let's well, one come of the back. things that we did that goes yes. along with this uh-huh. is uh, because we've got so many veterans now at the manor, mm-hmm. uh, they have medical needs and they have to go all the way across town to the, the VA hospital in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And the, the VA hospital here has mm-hmm. a spinal trauma center and also a blind uh, vision center where mm-hmm. the Patients there will have to spend weeks and weeks going through their recovery and their rehab. Mm -hmm. I asked why there was no Fisher House on the property. And a Fisher House, if you don't know, is is similar to a Ronald McDonald where Mm -hmm. the parents or the family of the patients can stay for free Mm -hmm. as long as they need and and have their meals while they're close to their loved ones that are uh, being taken care of. Mm-hmm. We were told that, that the money has to come from private sources. So mm-hmm. I made a few phone calls, got some of my friends together in the community, and mm-hmm. we created a foundation to start mm-hmm. raising money. Within two and a half years, we raised the $6 million needed uh, to bring in the Fisher House. We broke ground in October. Uh, it, they're now putting up the framing and we'll be able to, to have a ribbon cutting by this summer uh, in o- almost record time. Uh, so we're, we're very proud of, of making that happen. It was the same thing of just reaching out to friends uh, that you're comfortable with and depend on. And we got money from $100,000 from a foundation down to $5 for a young teenager that said that was their allowance money, but they wanted it to go for a good cause. Oh, that is so, that is so fantastic. And having access to people who are willing to give of themselves is, uh, and like you said, people you're comfortable with, uh, who you know share the same vision that you have, uh, is, is quite a quite a remarkable resource to have and the friends that you have built over the years is that must be truly warming as well all right so giving back yes nothing like giving back and you give back in a very big way i am just really um in awe of the accomplishments that you've achieved in your lifetime some people don't achieve even one of those in their lifetimes it's just remarkable all right, we're, we're going to be taking a little break, and we are speaking with Terry Geiling, business leader, philanthropist, good guy in the Long Beach area. So stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay per click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. 
Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Your Why with Nalini Varinas, and our guest is Terry Guiling, who just does things because they need to be done. He's not looking for any pat on the back or any accolades of any kind. It's just a, he's a person who serves and doesn't even think twice about it. And I wanted to come back to the American Gold Star Manor because there are lots of things that are going on there. And please tell us, Terry, what's going on at the Gold Star Manor these days? We talked a little bit earlier about the changes in the population and the demographics and the age and things of that type. What we didn't touch on is when I took over, it didn't take very long to figure out that the old girl was getting tired and the roofs were starting to leak and the plumbing was starting to back up. And I said, if I don't do something, it was suffering from a lot of deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I initiated a study to understand what work would be needed, how much it would cost, and how was I going to raise all that money, uh, Mm -hmm. because it was going to take quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once we figured out what was needed, uh, I went back to the VA in Mm -hmm. Washington, and Mm -hmm. at the time, they were going some major reorganizations, and the VA was having a lot of problems. So I got a, a lot of doors slammed in my face. I went to Congress and tried to see if we could raise money in that route. And getting one side of Congress to agree with the other on anything was difficult. <laughs> getting them to spend more money was impossible. So that was a route that was closed to me. I finally mm-hmm. was able to get into HUD and mm-hmm. talk about providing more subsidized vouchers for additional uh, numbers of our residents. And that, that mm-hmm. took as I say, knocking on a lot of doors and kissing a lot of frogs before we could finally get something uh, put together. We now have vouchers to subsidize all of our residents. By nature of the fact that now we have a a guaranteed revenue stream, Mm -hmm. I was able to go out and find additional federal subsidy funds that Mm -hmm. would help us uh, renovate the property. Mm-hmm. We were able to get tax-free municipal bonds that we can use as construction mm-hmm. money. We're mm-hmm. able to get tax credit funds that will allow us to, to pay off then the construction fund. So mm-hmm. we are now uh, initiating a major renovation to upgrade all of the facilities. We're going to focus on safety, uh, more units that are accessible for handicap. Mm-hmm. major energy and water conservation, modernizing mm-hmm. the apartments for the seniors. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we'll be uh, becoming very, very green. 
We're going mm-hmm. to reduce all our water and gas by at least 35 to 40%. We're going to reduce our electrical use by 50% and by mm-hmm. putting solar panels, which, by mm-hmm. the way, are, are being paid for in a large degree by the Port of Long Beach because I uh, filed an application to get a grant from them. So we'll make the manor very safe, very comfortable, and very affordable for future generations of both Gold Star Mothers and U.S. Vets. It's a very rewarding experience. Oh, I will bet. So where did, how did uh, you decide where to start? It's such a major overhaul that you've undertaken. I brought in a, a professional uh, construction person and asked them to be on the board of directors. And more often than, than not, I said, John, I don't even know where to start. If, if every time mm-hmm. I turn something over, it affects that. But he, I guess, sat down with me and said, well, here's the way you would logically do that. So we mm-hmm. built, the, we, we recognized where all the needs were. Then right. we built a plan of what work was going to have to be done. Mm-hmm. and decided how much that was going to cost. We've raised the money, and now I mm-hmm. have a general contractor coming in, and it'll be about three years of construction to do everything mm-hmm. because instead of having the people move out uh, as we renovate the building and have to stay in a motel, mm-hmm. I have purposely accumulated vacancies. We didn't fill vacancies as they became available, and we now have enough vacancies to be the equivalent of one full building. So mm-hmm. we will pay to go in and move the residents from their apartment to one of the other apartments. Mm-hmm. Their bed, their kitchen supplies and everything. So they'll, they'll have all their own things and sleep in their own bed and be with their friends mm-hmm. instead of off in a motel someplace. Mm-hmm. We'll completely renovate that building and their apartment and then move them back in and do the same thing for each of the, the 10 buildings, which is very difficult to go through something like this, and it's even more difficult when you're an older person. So mm-hmm. we're doing everything we can to minimize the stress on them mm-hmm. and keep them as comfortable as possible. And one of the things that I, I think really helped is mm-hmm. I dug in our own pocket and we renovated two of the apartments so mm-hmm. with new flooring, new cabinets, new countertop, new carpeting, mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. residents can go in now, and these are, in effect, the model units. They can see what mm-hmm. it's going to be like. So they, mm-hmm. they're, they're a little more prone to go through some of the disruption because mm-hmm. they know they're going to have a nice, new, modern apartment at the back end. Wonderful. So I, I uh, the reduction of the stress upon each of the inhabitants, each of the residents there is... Um, a very personal thing that you need to be dealing with. So when you're communicating with them, I imagine that they're all uh, individually handled. What I did was, because we've Mm -hmm. got a lot of different groups, different nationalities, different ethnic groups, different Mm -hmm. backgrounds, Mm -hmm. is I put together a resident communications committee that obviously Mm -hmm. has members that reflect uh, each of those groups. Mm-hmm. And we sit down on a regular basis, and I walk through with them, here's what's going to happen, here's when it's going to happen, here's what the impact will be on the residents, and mm-hmm. then they'll go to their veterans meetings, or they'll go to the Filipino club meetings and explain mm-hmm. that. And if there's any questions, 
then the residents can go through them. Now they're talking to someone that they're more mm-hmm. comfortable with, mm-hmm. and uh, it is working out quite well. Plus, mm-hmm. I write a newsletter in our little internal newspaper, and mm-hmm. we have town hall meetings where mm-hmm. once a month we all get together, and I explain what's going on, what changes are taking place. So we're trying mm-hmm. as much as possible not only to make it easy for them, to also make sure that they're aware of what's going on so that they, they don't just sit home and stress. Mm-hmm. So your international experience and in, in dealing with different types of people is, is showing up here. Um, the fact that you're sensitive to how people might be perceiving something differently and you're cultivating a support group that can help them through this whole process as traumatic as it is. Uh, and and you, we're, we're also mm-hmm. working to, uh, mm-hmm. the Gold Star Mothers, uh, there is a, you know, a lot of them, and unfortunately mm-hmm. they're being more created all of the time, but they're mm-hmm. scattered in, in clubs all over the country, in mm-hmm. small towns and big cities. And mm-hmm. we do everything we can to support them because, one, they reach out to help each other to get through this period of grief in losing mm-hmm. your, your child. Mm-hmm. But then also, they go to uh, mm-hmm. different ma- military hospitals or the VA hospitals and provide support for the veterans. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same thing. It's giving back and forth in both directions. Getting so we try as much as possible to help them. And any support any of your listeners uh, would like to provide to them would certainly mm-hmm. be very much appreciated. They have mm-hmm. a website, uh, Gold Star Moms. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you go there and you see all of the different programs that they have going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very worthwhile causes. And a lot of other groups, uh, mm-hmm. like the Vietnam Vets of America, the American Legion, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, all also support them a great deal. Wonderful. Yes, and I encourage our listeners, yes, if you would like to learn more about the American Gold Star Manor and the work that Terry Guiling is doing in supporting our veterans and their their mothers and their their families, um, I invite you to contact me, and I will give you um, information about how you can help. I, there's also a, a YouTube video that you can be watching. So for me, every show is meaningful because people matter. And when individuals go out of their way to help someone else, I think we should take notice and learn. Thank you very much, Terry, uh, for sharing your very important work, um, the many facets of it that you have been um, continuing on in your lifetime. And please keep me updated. And I am definitely a supporter of your work. So audience, please. You're very welcome. Share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Tune in again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. I'm your host, Nalina Varinas. Until the next time, be great. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nalina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 